Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry emphasizing God's unconditional love and grace. We pray that you'll be blessed as Andrew teaches insights from the life of Elijah. And now, here's Andrew. There are some of you that are dealing with physical things and you're thinking, maybe this is too hard for God. I guarantee you, he laughs at all of this stuff. It, nothing's too hard for God. There are some of you dealing with financial things and you're thinking, maybe this is too big for God. Nothing is too big for God. You can't outdo God. You can't believe bigger than God. Look at Elijah. Elijah just made it hard on God, soaked everything. How could God possibly consume this sacrifice after he had soaked it with 12 barrels of water? And so anyway, it says here in verse 36, And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. Now this is an important piece of information. Elijah just didn't come up with this on his own. He didn't just come up with this idea and then ask God to do it. See, this is why so many Christians fail is because they, they have their own agenda, their own desires, and they're doing their own thing, and then they try to beg and please God to get, to get God's blessing on something that they've hatched themselves. This would be comparable to Abraham and Sarah. God had promised them a child, and since it wasn't coming to pass, they thought they'd help God, and so he went into his, Sarah's handmaid and had an Ishmael, which wasn't God's will, and they tried to help God out. And they did things their own way. And you know what? God's blessing wasn't on Ishmael. And eventually he had to be cast out. And it caused nothing but grief and pain. Ishmael was the father of all of the Arab nations. Of course, uh, Isaac was the father of the Jews. And there has been contention and problems in the earth ever since then. This shouldn't have ever happened. You need to make sure that what you're doing is what God wants you to do. You know, in the early days of my walk with the Lord, I used to ask God to bless these things, and I just spent lots of time begging God to bless what I'm doing. Oh, God, I want this to be used of you. And then as I've matured, I've just come to a place to where now I only do what God tells me to do, and I don't ever ask God to bless it. You know, when I go minister places, I don't spend time begging God to come and, oh, God, anoint me and, oh, God, flow through me and, oh, God, touch people's lives. I don't ask God to bless me because I'm doing what He told me to do. It would be unjust on God's part to tell me to do something and then ask me to do it in my own strength and power. When God says, come, like Peter walking on the water, there is enough power and anointing in that one word to overcome all of the forces of nature and walk on top of water. When God tells me to do something, there is an anointing on what I am told to do. God's telling me to build all of these facilities up in Woodland Park, to build a Bible college campus that just the first step, I need $40 million in the next year. I need $180 million over the next five years. And you know what? I don't ever ask God, oh God, please send this money. God told me to do it. God is going to send the money. I can guarantee you that. Now there's things I need to do. I need to respond to the Lord, but I don't have to beg and ask for God's blessing because I'm doing this at the word of the Lord. I'm doing what God told me to do, and it will come to pass. 
And some of you think, well, I don't think it'll ever come to pass. Well, then that's the reason God didn't tell you to do it. It's because you don't have any faith. But I'm telling you, God told me to do it. And you just hide and watch. It will come to pass. Amen. Amen. And so Elijah said, Lord, let it be known that I have done all of these things at thy word. I want to just point this out and contrast the way that the prophets of Baal did things. They, they went for like, I don't know, eight hours, ten hours or something, crying, begging, pleading, cutting themselves, leaping on the altar. Contrast that with Elijah. Elijah just prayed a real simple prayer. Lord, let it be known that you are the only true God. I'm your servant, that I've done these things at thy word. And then in the 37th verse, hear me, O Lord, Hear me that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Let me point out another thing right here. Elijah isn't promoting himself. Oh God, do this so that I can be somebody important, so that these people will honor me and respect me, so that I can draw a crowd. His whole thing was God so that they will know that you are the true God. A true minister of God is not going to try and draw people to himself, but they will draw people to God. They will proclaim God's greatness and talk about the greatness of God. Sad to say we've got too many ministers today that are proclaiming their own greatness, and that's the very reason that the fire of God isn't falling on them and their ministry. But after Elijah had done these things in verse 38, it says, Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. Man, this was intense. You know, I don't know exactly how this happened. It definitely was the fire of God is what it says, but it could have been something like a lightning bolt that just, I mean, vaporized everything and made a crater. We don't know, but it was dramatic. And you've also got to remember, later in this same chapter, Elijah goes up and prays, and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. So if it was a lightning bolt or whatever, there was no clouds for it to come from. There was no moisture in the air. This was absolutely supernatural. I mean, it was a powerful demonstration. And would to God that we could see the power of God manifest today. And it will happen today if somebody will stand up and boldly proclaim that Jesus is the Lord, that Jesus is the only way to the Father, that His Word is true. And if they will stand and proclaim it, and if they will dedicate themselves to be a living sacrifice, the fire of God will fall and we can see these same things happen today. I have not given up on America and these other Western nations. I believe that, man, we could re be revived, that God can revive us again. And look what happened when this fire of God fell and consumed this sacrifice in verse 39. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. Man, this is awesome. You know what this is? Revival. We've had so much emphasis placed on revival, but the, they aren't going about it this way. They instead are telling people to go in their prayer closet and pray, and they beg God and plead with God to pour out His Spirit, but nobody is standing up. Let me rephrase that. It's not nobody, but there's not enough ministers that are standing up and proclaiming the Word and boldly speaking the Word. God confirms His Word with signs and wonders following what it says in Mark chapter 16, verse 20. 
He confirms His Word and we have to stand up and proclaim the Word and proclaim that this is right, this is wrong, this is ungodly, this is godly. We need to stand up and proclaim the Word and then the fire of God would fall and if that would happen, we would see revival. But instead, we've got people that are just going into their prayer closets and praying and begging God for revival, but they wouldn't dare speak to their neighbor. They wouldn't dare stand up at work and speak the Word of God. That's not the way it's going to happen. The way that this revival happened, I mean the greatest revival in the Bible up until this point happened through somebody who boldly proclaimed the Word of God, challenged the false prophets to a duel, won the duel, saw a physical manifestation of the power of God, and then the people fell down and said, The Lord, He is the God. Man, if we want this results, we need to do what Elijah did. We need to boldly proclaim. We need to see demonstration of the power of God. Man, that's powerful. And look at this in verse 40. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, and let not one of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon, and slew them there. Now, it says over here in the 19th verse that there were 450 prophets of Baal, but there were also 400 prophets of the grove. All of them were Baal worshipers. And so we don't know if this is only referring to the 450 prophets of Baal or if it included these also 400 prophets of the groves. But anyway, there was a minimum of 450, possibly as many as 850 people that Elijah took down to the brook Kishon that is at the bottom of the uh, Mount Carmel and he slew them and he killed them. You know, this is offensive to a lot of people today, but you've got to interpret this and understand in the Old Testament, people could not be born again. And because of that, they could not be delivered of demons. This is the reason that the Lord instructed the Israelites to go in and kill the men, the women, the children, and even the animals. Because these nations in the land of Canaan, they were given over to bestiality. Having sex with animals was a normal, natural thing. They, they worshipped demons. They were demon-possessed. There was a tremendous amount of homosexuality, which is a demonic stronghold in people. And in the Old Testament, people could not be delivered of these demons. And so it was similar to when we have a cancer today. They will lump off parts of your body. If you have an infection, they'll cut off your hand, your arm, your leg, trying to save the rest of the body. And before there was a cure for sin that came through the Lord Jesus bearing our sins, God had to deal with these Old Testament things like this as an infection as a plague that was going to kill the human race if he didn't do it. And, and so he just commanded extinction for all of these things. Today we don't kill homosexuals. You don't kill people who are rebellious. You don't kill people who are given over to false worship because there's a cure for all of these things. That cure is faith in Jesus. But that doesn't remove the fact that these things were wrong. And so even though we aren't supposed to take anybody who disagrees with us and kill them, see, this is what the Islamic uh, religion teaches, is kill all of the infidels and stuff. That is not a godly principle. In the New Covenant, man, we extend mercy. We pray for those who despitefully use us. We reach out in love. We don't hate people. We don't kill people. There's a huge difference between Christianity and Islam today. 
That's all the time we have for today, but be sure and tune in again as Andrew continues to teach on the life of Elijah. Take the opportunity to learn valuable life lessons from the Bible and avoid the school of hard knocks by getting Andrew's complete series titled Lessons from Elijah. It's available in either a CD or DVD album, a book in either English or Spanish, or in a study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. The third audio teaching in today's series is titled Holy Fire. It's available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this third CD free of charge. Our address is P.O. Box 3333, Colorado Springs 80934 or call 719-635-1111. Again, that's 719-635-1111, or go to our website at any hour. You can use credit card to order any of our ministry materials online 24 hours a day at www.awmi.net. We hope to hear from you today. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'm the host of the Gospel Truth radio program that has been airing on radio since 1976. But we have just canceled our radio programs. I'm sad to do that, but I think that that's what I had to do. And I want to let you know that we still have our television program available, heard all over the world. We have so much ministry material available to you on our website. There's just a number of ways that you can still take advantage of the truths that God has given me. So go check it out. You can go to awmi.net on our website and it just has all kinds of ways that you can still continue to receive. So God bless you as you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. Gospel Truth Radio is changing to Andrew Womack Recorded Live. Starting in November, you'll now hear the full teaching once a week. Don't forget to tune in 